Alice, how are you? Hi, Jackie. I'm very, very happy to see you. <laughs> so happy to see you, obviously. Feels like a long time between chats. A whole week. It does. It does. A whole week. But go us for continuing on catching up. Absolutely. And look, a lot can happen in a week. We were messaging intently this earlier this week because of oh, your poor dog. My goodness. <laughs> oh, I mean, you sent me a series of messages, like, I, I don't know, like, you know, four succession. or five in a row. <laughs> yeah. And then I, you know, read them, but then didn't respond. And then you assumed that I did. that meant that I was... I thought that was bad, you know, bad news. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I just messaged you and said, Arlo's sick, full stop. <laughs> and then, and then you knew. Um, so Arlo is my dog. Um, she is a four-year-old female spade. Uh, Good case presentation. Crossbreed. Thank you. Thank Good you. Job. Yeah. Um, I she presented tell with. People, she presented with. Okay, sorry. She presented with. Do I was right. actually just going to say I rarely tell people what kind of breed, she, what breed she is, because oh. people always assume that she's awful. Because she's a German Shepherd cross Staffy. Which is it a sounds fair like assumption. she eats drywall. Yeah, that's a fair assumption <laughs> but, with that with that. But rep. she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. Um, so she presented with uh, initially inappetence, uh, and then vomiting, um, and then kind of like a regurge, like producing this. Um, fluidy sort of regurge um, repeatedly and she had lots of nausea that was kind of on day one um, I'm doing a really bad job of no, no, presentation that, that was I? good that was a good yeah thank you succinct I feel like I feel like you need to do uh, like her regular diet is and yeah okay we knew she had dietary indiscretion or we didn't know or she had no ex- no access to any known toxins you know all that sort of stuff mm, as well. mm-hmm. okay well that's a story in itself um <laughs> I was wondering so... if you're gonna tell that story <laughs> <laughs> so her diet is normally um just a Hills adult dog food. And I'm really strict with her diet because I'm anal retentive about her only <laughs> eating. It's your Marie Kondo side again. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Only eating dog food. Dog um, is in so box. Th- yep, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just know. I just, it's, you know, it's organised, it's done, it's neat. <laughs> anyway, so we went for, <laughs> we went for a, a walk like we usually do and she's pretty good off lead. So she was off lead at the beach. Um, and when I say she's pretty good off lead, she's pretty good except <laughs> if the there time. are birds. <laughs> birds are her kryptonite and she loses her mind. She's never caught one, oh, ever. But she just loves the thrill of the chase. Like she's a very ball motivated, play driven sort of dog. Anyway. She's a German so Shepherd cross off- Staffy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But she's beautiful. She's so friendly. Um, except for a bird uh, fixation. She- yeah, sorry. Oh, bird fixation. Yep. And, and when we were in the UK, she had a hectic squirrel fixation oh. and she still looks up trees, like to the tops of trees. Oh, man. Seriously. She, she is the dogs in um, that movie, In Up. Squirrel. You know those ones? Yes. Yes. That's Arlo. <laughs> That's I was worried she was going to be the Fenton dog chasing deer <laughs> in Richmond Park. <laughs> Squirrels are much, much more acceptable. It's fine. Exactly. Much more benign. Um, anyway, so she saw a bird. And I'm at, I'm at a beach next to a national park. And obviously I'm really careful about not taking her into national parks. Um, anyway, she caught sight of like a small black whippy bird. And I didn't even see it because it was like 6am in the morning or 6.30 or whatever. How do you know what and sort of bird it was then? You just said it's a small black... How do you know what sort of bird it was? I don't. Oh, I think I said a said... black whippy bird. But that's a pretty good description as far as my bird knowledge oh, goes, I mean, frankly. I don't mean like I don't I don't think that's a type of bird, Alice. I meant that it's like a bird that like whips around 
which is oh, what she right. loves. Okay. Like a black cockatoo, she is not interested in. She oh. she needs a bird that moves Move quickly. Fast. Right, got it. Yeah. Anyway, so she takes off into the bush and she's gone for what seems like three hours. Oh. When she came back, which was probably only like several minutes later, you're doing your street car name desire like imp- imp- yeah. <laughs> impression on the beach. <laughs> laughing madly and trying to get her back anyway I hear the clink of her collar and then she emerges and she's so tired she's just been sprinting and sprinting and she's so delighted she's like hey mum I just had the best time I didn't get the bird but my gosh that was amazing (laughs) oh and she was so tired she could like she was just so slow on the walk home just because she was you know yeah exhausted at one point I rang Will and I was just like look I've lost the dog you need to you need to get out of bed and come down and god loving me did start coming down to the beach but then she came back anyway so the short answer is she could have eaten something yeah (laughs) on that amazing run that she had the time of her life on she might have paused and eaten god knows what right god knows what knowing Arlo you know something rotten yeah she loves anything rotten great so yeah um it's also a national park where they drop 1080, but that's a whole oh. other thing. Um, she didn't eat 1080. Anyway, so that yeah, this, happened about... This story has a happy ending. We should preface this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to laugh. We're not laughing and, yeah, no, joking yeah, about... Yeah, yeah, no. No. Happy ending story. No. Exactly. Um, so about 12 hours later, that's when she developed diarrhea. Like, she mm. got me up out of bed to go outside and, and diarrhea. And then the next morning she was in Appetent. Um, and then it slowly became her vomiting blood and diarrheaing blood. I'm talking like hose pipe <laughs> blood. Um, before that happened, though, she was just really unwell and she was regurging and vomiting through um, uh, which Yeah, right. Yeah, that's which I was really news. worried about. Yeah. yeah. And so that's when I took the x-rays and sent them to you. And when I saw those x-rays, I was like, not what I wanted to see. No, I agree. <laughs> you know. I saw those x rays and I was like, distended loops, two different populations of small intestine. Like, it it wasn't conclusively an obstruction, but it also wasn't conclusively not an obstruction. Yeah. Anyway, thank the Lord. Later on that night, hosepipe read diarrhea, and then I was like, okay. It's coming out. More than likely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She has HG, and um, she sort of slowly started improving the next day, but was still pretty unwell. Mm. Um,. But yeah, she did slowly start improving. So then I just put it down to HGU of some kind. Um, she did vomit up a lot of sand and poo out a lot of sand mm. as well. So anyway, HGU put her in fluids, did all the things, did all the good um, things, and made her better. But my question is, yeah. because and I didn't ask this at the time because I knew it was insensitive, so I used my <laughs> used my <laughs> empathetic brain. But I seriously, I really wanted to thank you. I really wanted to write. You know, oh, you know, when you sent me those X-rays, I was like, oh, you know, all of the bad things. I wanted to write. Yeah. Are you gonna cut her? <laughs> like, are you gonna do that? Yeah. Like, are you cool with? Yeah. Opening up your own dog and sifting through yeah. her intestines and maybe cutting yeah. out a bit of her intestines and stitching them back yeah. together. Like, mm-hmm. would you? Firstly, uh, thank you for your honesty uh, <laughs> during those text messages. I actually did appreciate it because I, I, like, I did. You know, that, that, that is good. It's good to have someone good. who you know is going to be honest with you. So I did appreciate that. Secondly, no way in hell would I cut her yeah, open. Yeah, right. No way in hell. No, I don't even think I'd be able to do a scale and polish on her. Like, honestly, I know that that sounds bizarre, but no. I'm no, just, it doesn't. I'm so attached. I just couldn't, I couldn't, no. I couldn't stand see, seeing her like 
on a surgery table, you know, out to it, blah, blah, blah. You know that's going to happen at some point though, right? Like at some point <sighs> she's going to need some kind of either prophylactic dental care or whatever that means that she will need an anaesthetic. Well, she already needs prophylactic dental care. <laughs> okay, <right>. um, <laughs> she has very mild tartar buildup. Um, uh, yeah, no, but no, then I'm just going to hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to handball that. The to whole thing. One of my colleagues. Like you'll just lock stock Absolutely. and hand over, like, no, you won't even pre med her kind of thing. You'll just bring her in and leave I the might, building. I might pre med her. Yeah. Um, maybe, but I'll probably just do that so I can give her a cuddle. And I think that I would uh, be working during the day, but okay. I would try and. So I would be there and I would know if anything went wrong, but I would. <laughs> Oof, I don't like that sentence. <laughs> But I would, uh, I would like leave whoever was doing it to their own devices. By anything going wrong, I don't mean like the vet did something wrong. I no, mean no, as in no. Arlo having some yeah. anesthetic you know, reaction yeah, or whatever, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably how I would do it. What, what are your? How far would you go with your pets? Well, I what think this feelings? is an interesting discussion because I think what vets will do to their own animals is quite variable to a like, to a certain extent, um, because there are certainly some vets who just really don't even want to make a diagnosis on their own animals or don't want to kind of really do anything and I don't know I kind of fall into two categories because one of my dogs is a greyhound and I think I have like proper PTSD from um from killing greyhounds because I actually I hate knocking him out like I hate once he's asleep and tubed and everything, I'm kind of a bit okay. I'm, you know, I'm like on board and all the monitors are beeping and it's all fine. But it's that moment of him going to sleep, going into an anaesthetic that I oh, just, wow. I find actually quite traumatic. I really hate. Oh, I'm really sorry. That well, sounds awful. Well, it's, it's really weird. And it was like, because he was a blood donor for ages because he's a greyhound. And I was always okay with giving him a sedation and, you know, putting a huge catheter into his jugular and draining him of blood but um <laughs> that's fine which you know I, I right which is weird that then but that for, but that's never a full anesthetic when with him he didn't need a full anesthetic for that because he's such an amazing dog um but it was when he needed dental care and I was you know I, I was sort of getting ready to do it and I just had this moment of like oh no, I, I just, I can't do this. I could pre-med him. I think I helped. I watched a junior nurse put a catheter in him because he's a good learning dog um, for that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I couldn't, I had the, you know, I had the Alfaxan in my hand and everything and I was just like, mm, oh, wow. No. Interesting. And I just, I've never done it since for him. Whereas the other one, <laughs> I desexed myself. <laughs> and then I. Is that little jelly? Yeah little scruff nut i think partly because she's younger and maybe i don't know also she you know she's much naughtier so in some ways it's almost almost a little bit of yeah maybe (laughs) sounds really sick and wrong when i say it out loud but maybe a little bit of you know well, I've got the drugs, you know, <laughs> watch did out. You, did you adopt Clarence before you had kids? Yeah, he was our first baby. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe that could also be a part of it. Definitely. I, I shouldn't be psychoanalyzing you, but maybe. Well, you're kind of psychoanalyzing yourself as well because you're the same with Arlo in a lot of ways, you know, that you won't, that, that there's a limit, you know, that you can't kind of yeah, get past. Totally. Like I can, I, I did all of the blood tests on her, yep. should I point out, yep. <laughs> repeatedly. And the x-rays, um, well done. And the x-rays and yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and, you know, I put her on a drip and took her home and, you know, I did all that stuff. I think it's just seeing her out cold. I don't think that I would be able to be, you know, an active participant in that whole process. And I definitely wouldn't be able to cut her open. I definitely have to ask somebody else mm. to do that. Mm. Yeah, but I see. I think it's funny because I think there's an element of of the control freak in my personality where, in that situation, part of me would want to be the one doing the surgery or at least assisting on the surgery so that I, you know, not that I wouldn't trust my colleagues. Maybe I wouldn't do this, but part of me would just want to see it for real. You know, for, to be to be in there and be like, no, it's okay. There is nothing in the gut, or okay, this mm-hmm. bit of gut really does need to come yeah. out. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't no, know. I, I see your point. Yeah, I see I, your point. Because there would always be that part of your brain that's like, but did they? Or not Not like questioning their ability, but... No. I guess you... Yeah, yeah just like a... Just a little niggle of, I needed to see niggle, that for yeah. myself. I need to be part of that diagnosis, I think. I think it's just mm. me being a control freak, honestly. <laughs> what, it, what vibe have you had from like your other vets or your other colleagues about how much they're able to do with their own animals? Yeah, again, pretty mixed. Most people seem comfortable doing the routine stuff like blood tests and um, x-rays and vaccinations and no one kind of has an issue giving their dog needles. Um, But I think it's the steps beyond that. Mind you, having said that, the other thing I won't do, which is with the little dog, which is with Jelly, is squeeze her anal glands. I just can't. I just, like, I squeeze heaps of anal glands. It's fine. I do it all the time, all day, every day. And... Like, it's not a great job. I don't love it. I'm not one of those people who gets deep satisfaction from squeezing anal glands. Um, but I just can't. Who are those people, by the way? Well, no, I, there are some people. Okay, <laughs> I work cool. with some people uh, who great. really love squeezing yep. anal glands. We're accepting of you. Which I am hugely Welcome. supportive of, exactly, because it means <laughs> I don't have to do it. Um, but, yeah, there's something about... It's just something about sticking my own finger up my own dog's butt. Like if she had diarrhea or something, I'd be fine with it. I'd do a rectal and, you know, but there's something, I don't know. I can do it and I have done it, but I really, there's something not right about it. She has a really small butt as well. She does. Are you saying I have big fingers, big hands? Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Maybe you should leave that to someone who has smaller fingers is what I'm saying. (laughs) Thanks. No, no, I don't mean that. It's uh, I'm really happy to do Aloe's anal gland. Like really? she never really needs, she never needs it done. Yeah, and it's really, you know, she's had it done like twice in her life. Like it's not a, okay. it's not a common occurrence. But when I have done it, she kind of looks at me like totally. They give you a look of like, what are you, excuse what are you me, doing? Are we this yeah. kind of friend? <laughs> like, yeah, just why don't you love me anymore? I don't know. I don't like that yeah. moment. I don't like that moment of just like whoa. I mean, you don't have. Why are you putting yeah. your finger there? <laughs> You don't usually touch me there. Do I need to tell a safe person? Like, it's just that yeah, total absolutely. look from them. Yeah, no. Can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, I think that that's totally fair enough. If that's how you feel, Thank then you. that's how you feel. That's how I feel. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, but conversely, yeah, I desexed her. I'm she needs a dental, so she's definitely getting a dental soon because she smells terrible. And yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm cool with doing all that to her. But and but Clarence also needs a dental. In fact, Clarence just needs his nails cut, and I can't even bring myself to do that. So very variable, very variable, very variable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different attachment, I think. But you're getting a puppy. We haven't actually no, talked about this. No, I'm not anymore. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Look, you've got a lot on your plate. Thank you. I love that when I told you you were nothing but supportive and now you're just like, woman, what were you thinking? Don't do that. <laughs> Puppies are a lot of work oh, and you already have two other dogs. Totally, I know. But I'm, mm. you know, again, I think it's, I think it's something that most vets also do and vet nurses is like prep for the inevitable yeah. which is yeah. one of your animals passing was, away yeah I was worried you're gonna say that but okay. it is like that's exactly what I'm doing I'm doing I'm making a conscious decision to try and introduce a new dog into a household because the younger dog I have has always had a pack has always had at least lived with one at least one other dog and the type of dog she is the personality she is I know all of the behaviors that are ones that I tend not to encourage um, you know, digging, rolling in crap, barking, you know, all the stuff that is in small doses fine and expressing normal behaviours, but in larger doses really pisses everyone off. Um, all of those behaviours would get heaps worse if all of a sudden my older dog wasn't there and she was all on her own. So, yeah, fair you enough. know, ultimately I will insert a third dog into the picture at some point in the next six to 12 months, but um, no. It's not going to happen with a small puppy anytime soon. Okay. Yeah. And it, it being very honest, I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Look, <laughs> I had a day of being really disappointed and sad. And then after that, I was like, actually, you know what? It's okay. I love the two dogs mm. I've got. We don't need to do this right now. You know, Clarence is doing fine. So <laughs> cross fingers. Yeah. We've got a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, conversely, I was kind of saying to Will last week when Arlo was really sick and I was feeling like she was going to die or she needed surgery or whatever it might have been. You know, it just hurts a lot. Yeah. Like the thought of losing a pet is really, and I mean, I, I'm preaching to the converted, but I was kind of thinking I'm never getting a dog again. This hurts too much. Well, I, you know, you can see why people say that. And, you know, in a lot of euthanasia conversations, a lot of people, I don't know, my experience is a lot of people say that is I can't do this again or, you know, I don't want to do this again or I've done this, you know, I had to do this last year for my other dog. I don't want to have to do this again. You know, it's, it's very like... It is really traumatic, and I think it's very underrated how much of a gap, especially if it's a single dog in a household, how much of a gap they leave because they become part of the furniture. You don't even really notice them in some way. I mean, you yeah, do notice everything, <laughs> but you know, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, like you don't think about yeah. how much space they occupy in your mm -hmm. like just mental awareness of your surroundings. Yeah. And it's because they kind of punctuate your day with their noises, like their breathing mm. or their sighing or their pitter-patter on the ground. Even if you're not directly interacting with them, totally. they're always there. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and their belongings are scattered all over the house and their beds all are over the house. You know, in multiple yeah. rooms. And, and yeah. then all of a sudden... You have, you have half a dozen beds and you're like, yeah, why? That's right. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you don't need from? any of them and it's awful. But so, yeah, mm. I sort of don't know why. Why do you do it to yourself over and over again? Well, I think because... 
they bring so much joy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they dogs just just full Such of joy. Such a corny answer, but it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. They're just so full of joy. The joy yeah. is just like tangible. Yeah. But it did give me the whole thing. And I know this sounds so crazy because why would any of this happen to me? But to have mm. more empathy. But it gave me a lot of empathy mm. to be for on the other people side. who had... Yeah, mm. and also those because like I've seen cases like Arlo. So you know, I worked in emergency for yeah. a year. HG was the bread and butter. Yeah, you know? like yeah, yeah. And you, I knew like I knew she was going to be, she was going to get better and she was going to be okay. But mm. I still didn't, didn't actually know, know that yeah, until it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then trying to, I, I understand why owners call you, you mm. know, a dozen times. Oh, me too. Being like, my dog's still sick, and you're like. Yeah, I told you they were going to take a, like a week to get better. Stop calling still me. Still needs to be on fluids. Yes, still needs to be on fluids. Yeah. Still needs to stay in hospital. Yes, still needs to stay in hospital. Trust me on this. You do not want to take yeah. this dog home early. Aside yeah. from anything else, like, <laughs> frankly, you don't want to clean up all this shit. <laughs> it's totally. disgusting. Those, those like, they literally slough their insides, HGE dogs, yeah. you know, mm. and they it does not smell amazing and it and tends to be quite explosive and they're miserable, so they often then just lie in it anyway because they're miserable. Yeah. So multiple baths, mm. you know, there's all these techniques of wrapping tails and all the rest, putting, you know, nappies yeah. on and stuff like that, you know, like, but really, I don't even know how I deal with that as an owner at home because... You'd have to isolate your dog, which is also depressing, in a room that was cleanable, presumably like a laundry or something, and you don't want to hang mm. out in the laundry all the time. So anyway, long story short, they're definitely better better off in hospital. They definitely yeah. are. But yeah, now I have more empathy for owners who are calling me about their sick animals. So go me. Well, I'm very pleased you have that. Again, <laughs> yeah. I'm a nicer person than you because I've always had that empathy. <laughs> I mean, I think I always have, but I think now I just, like, now it's genuine. <laughs> I don't think I've ever resented owners calling multiple times. I know it frustrates, sometimes can frustrate the reception team and that sort of thing because, and, you know, you do feel like you're saying the same thing over and over again because often nothing does change. But at the same time, I always say to people, call as often as you want, call whenever you want because I can't imagine the trust people put in you when they just, hand over their animals especially if it's particularly unwell yeah you know it's still like you know 12 years deep it still blows me away that that people are willing to trust me it's like when you talk about people you know imposter syndrome yeah Yeah. totally it is it's totally imposter syndrome yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. like I do know what I'm doing most of the time but still I have that moment of like okay I will do my best (laughs) I hope it's okay but you know yeah totally yeah I also tell people to call as often as they would like, but I secretly think please don't don't call too often. (laughs) Like, please cap it at twice per day. (laughs) Oh, that's a crack up. I wonder if that comes Mm. across in your delivery of please call whenever you want. No, I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah, hopefully not. No, I think it's, you know, yeah, it's one of those things that, and it's always amazes me sometimes when people don't call, like when they're really, really, but then you call them and then they, they say, oh, I'm so glad you know what's going on. And you, I feel terrible then. I, I always say, you can call us. You can find out. You know, you can pick up the phone and ring us. It's okay. No one's going to say, don't do that. No. Anyway. It might be implied, but no one's going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> depends, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Depends I'm how busy kidding. we are. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, but Arlo's fine now. 
Arlo's doing really well. She's, yeah, she's 100%. She's eating and drinking. She's pooping like a champion. Um, it's once again solid. So, I'm so hurrah. pleased. I'm so pleased. Yeah. Did you, mm. did you manage to escape from your feelings of stress and worry? Yeah. So, I mean, she was fairly sedate. So our normal two hour walks were kind of put on hold for a minute yeah, there. Right. Um, and a good light and she was pretty happy chilling. So we watched a bunch of TV. Is and that I guess two hours watching... a day? You walk her two hours every day. Uh, I would, would, yeah, I would walk her an hour and a half to two hours most days. Far yeah. Out. You're a good, yeah. good dog owner. I think it's. I think that's probably actually one of my usual escapes is yes, walking out. So I true. find it hugely stress relieving, and yeah. we live really close to the beach, and um, <laughs> and she's actually, you know, usually a joy to walk. So that that would be my first way that I've escaped. <laughs> that way I would usually escape without yeah. your dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't. Uh, I guess also just like watching trash TV is what I've been doing a lot recently. Not even just last week, but there's. There's a show on Stan called The Bold Type. Have you heard of it? No. I don't have Stan. It's like three... Oh, okay. Well, we signed up for the month, like, freebie yeah. when Bump came out. Oh, that yeah. Other I really show want with to see that. Pavin. You told me It was really good. good. Yeah. yeah, you would love that. Um, so we signed up for it during that, and then we obviously stayed on for The Bold well, Type. You, you um, did it. You, you, you fell into their trap. <laughs> absolutely. Am I sad about it? No. no. <laughs> Thrilled. It's three uh, chicks that live in New York. They work for a magazine. They're like, you know, 25. They're really beautiful. All of their friends are beautiful. They wear beautiful clothes. Everything they do is kind of like, it's real chill. So it's Emily in Paris, basically. (laughs) It's better than Emily in Paris. Really? The moral of the bold type kind of. That was pretty addictive. I didn't rate Emily in Paris. Oh, really? I got totally sucked in. No. I was frustrated. It was so obvious. Like it was so like, like Americans overseas are so annoying. <laughs> and I feel like it just, you know, I, I don't know. It yeah, just didn't play you right. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. yeah. But the bold type definitely has been my, one of my escapes. Mm. Um, and uh, previous to that, we watched Bump, which I would also recommend, which I just sort of said before. So both of those, how about you? How have you escaped your week? Um, Outlander is definitely a good escape. That's that's an excellent just brain wipe, um, <laughs> <laughs> frankly. That's <laughs> my short answer. I also call the midwife I do really enjoy as well. Um, I can't really watch... I You know, I really want to watch the new All Creatures Great and Small but I haven't oh, yeah. got access to whatever British TV. I think it's on Foxtel, so I don't think I can watch it yet. Um, but, yeah, no, but I I re- just recently finished a book that you gave me that I loved, um, which was the mm-hmm. Michelle Obama um, autobiography, Becoming. And we talked a bunch about it because it is just such a great read. Yeah. And also, I think, particularly relevant for this podcast because it's so inspiring I I just I found it so inspiring that such an intelligent woman has had such a fascinating career trajectory basically um and is so reflective about it is so um she's so self-aware she's so eloquently self-aware and mm. I mean I know it's an mm. edited autobiography but the the reflections she has on her own path through life I found the most interesting you know I mean obviously it's fascinating to hear about how they lived in the white house and what it was like to be the first lady and 
but also a whole bunch of stuff that you know and again we've we've talked about this off air to use your phrase um (laughs) (laughs) to hear about her life because i feel like we all kind of got to know the mr obama a whole bunch um and the ms obama was kind of just also there and she did amazing things while she was in office but i didn't really know anything about well, they were in office, but I didn't know anything about her life before that. So to know that, you know, she was a practicing lawyer for many years, I was like, huh, didn't know that, you know, and I sort of feel like I should have known that. Um, I feel like I should have known that too, but there's no reason why we would have. No, that's you know. true. Like, right. I know it's what you totally mean. totally our own ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I felt the same way. Like I felt completely the same way because she's had a really remarkable life. Mm. I think the part of the book that I, like I really loved that, that really resonated with me too, you know, about her career and all that mm. stuff. But I loved hearing about her, how she grew up and her family and, yes. you know, how that she lived with her grandparents and yes, all, of, all of that kind of stuff and how she eventually made it to ivy league universities even though she came from a really um working class background and oh i just loved all that stuff and she didn't ever do it in an indulgent way it was very totally, like matter of fact totally and it wasn't I, a kind of hollywood success story either that even though her life reads like a hollywood success story do you know what i mean it's not mm. written that way it's not and then i achieved this and then you know i worked really hard and i achieved this it's it's not written like that at all it's a really no. fascinating yeah beautiful reflection on on the choices she made and the things that prompted her to make those choices that then led to certain parts of her life changing and leading her on the path but Mm. yeah uh, yeah really really good one totally thanks yeah yeah no worries Uh, other book that i would recommend is daisy jones and the six oh yeah so Um, i have totally got the wrong end of the stick of this because last time i swear to god you mentioned it and you were like oh no no definitely don't read it (laughs) I don't know why. Maybe because I thought that it wasn't sort of up your alley. Um, what does that mean? But what is not up my alley? <laughs> so the books that you tend to read are like really... Books that you don't like. Kind of, <laughs> hey, they we totally both love The Coming. Yeah, that's, I think I, that's the one book we both really loved. I think because I tend to read... You love escapism. Yeah. Like weird And you like real stuff. stuff. Yeah, I love real stuff. Mm. Except for Rodham. You really liked Rodham too. I did. But that's escapism. Yeah. That's fiction, right? You know that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fiction. Oh, was it? I wish I wasn't. Um, Rodham, but that was about, that was a very real story about a person and what happened during her life. Like, yes, it was about Hillary, like a fictionalized Hillary Clinton. So therefore it was fiction. Fiction. Yeah. But it was still about a real person. You know what I mean? Anyway, anyway. Um, so I was just Googling who J- Daisy Jones and the Six is by. Oh, okay. It's by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, and I got to the end of this book and I was, you know. What's it about? Crying tears. Um, so Daisy Jones and the Six is a fictional band. I didn't realize it was a fictional band until I'd finished the book and started Googling them and was like, hang on, they don't exist. So maybe um, I shouldn't have liked the book as much as I did because it's fiction. <laughs> The book was just so well written. Like it was so well written and so like the characters were so believable and every and there's a there's a there's a bit of a twist sort of okay. midway to the end, nice. you know, and didn't see that coming and uh it was just such a beautiful love story. I think that's predominantly what I liked. But there was enough of the gritty stuff in there to keep it interesting and okay. to keep it kind of going. So it's about a yeah. band. It's about a band and a chick who falls in love. Yeah, it's about a band and the dynamics between people in the band. Yeah, I realise I didn't really say what the book was about. 
didn't I'm answer really good my at question this. at all. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's about a band. It's about how they form, the success that they have, the trials and tribulations of the band, and then also their personal lives okay. of the characters. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to give it a whirl. Which probably makes it sound really boring, but it was really addictive and really good and really good escapism. It wasn't real enough to be depressing. It was just like, you know, it was good to get out of my own head kind mm. of book, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm reading a good yeah. one that I've only just started, but I'm so excited about reading. It's Clara and the Sun by, and I'm not going to say his name right, the guy who wrote Remains of the Day. <laughs> okay. I just, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, um, I don't know who it is. So. Oh, well, he also wrote that beautiful book that they turned into a movie, oh, Never Let Me Go. Um, oh, wow. Mm, Never Let Me Go. Mm, was an, I haven't seen the movie, but I've read the book mm-hmm. and it's amazingly moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... I I hugely think you'd enjoy Clara and the Sun then. Yeah, I, like okay. I said, I have only really just started reading it, but it's about um, an artificial artificial intelligence beings, um, and yeah, and it starts the book starts with one of them being in a shop window, like for sale, basically, and goes oh, wow. from there. So it's good. Wow, and it's from her perspective yeah, okay. as well. So it's from the artificial intelligent beings. It's first person. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. AI so cool. is terrifying, but that does sound like a good book. Yeah, it is terrifying. And mostly because I did not even think about this, but I don't even know if it was you who said it to me, but it was basically like, oh, no, I don't think it was you. And I probably shouldn't say it on the podcast. Anyway, but basically like the link to porn, you know, pretty much just, you know, as oh, soon okay. as all of like what's going to fuel the development mm-hmm. of that technology is not going to be anything particularly sanitary. It's unfortunately, mm. you know, the internet speed yeah, got really fast off. because the porn industry poured a whole lot of money into it and probably mm. the same thing will happen to artificial intelligence. Anyway. Yeah, wow. Depressing. Yeah, interesting. Mm. yeah no, look, I definitely didn't say that, but uh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting nonetheless. So glad I brought it up. So that's a so great, it great spot to um, wrap it up then on porn. Look, I need to make good? an apology for, oh, the, sure. for, last, because for the last yep. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So my apology for the week is to all of the admin people out there and people who like admin. <laughs> you do you. Who am I to tell you if it's boring or not? And my apology is... Sorry for talking so much about the first episode in the second episode. We were just really <laughs> proud of ourselves for doing it and for it and, and for amusing ourselves with it pretty much, you know. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're going to continue continue amusing yep. ourselves, I think, yep. uh, at a anyway. later date. Probably not tonight. Yeah. No. We'll chat next time. Sounds like a plan. Bye. Okay. Bye, love.